0: Hello and welcome back to Fan Fatales, a member of the Real Fans Network. I'm Emma, and I'm Gabby. And this episode, we're going to be talking about our Disney playlist
1: must-haves, the best songs from Street to DVD sequels, and which Disney princess movies and a few others pass or don't pass the Bechtel test.
0: Yes, and we have a lot to talk about, so shall we get started?
1: Absolutely. Okay, so for this first, like, little topic that we're going to talk about, these Disney playlist must-haves, we're each going to give our top 15 Disney songs that must be in a good Disney playlist.
0: Yes, and these can be from animated movies, including Pixar, Disney Channel originals, or from live-action Disney musicals.
1: Yes, and please remember, these are just our thoughts, just our opinions. If you have a difference of opinion, let us know on our Instagram, on the post that we make for this episode, or you can tweet us at Fan Fatales Pod. So, shall we start with number 15? Sure. You want to go first? Sure. I said for number 15 out there from Hunchback of Notre Dame.
0: Why <laughs> oh, are you shaking your head at me already? Um, because it's much higher on my list. Um, no. Um, Yes, um, no. I said "Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious" from Mary Poppins. Honestly, that song's okay. I
1: don't think it's my favorite from Mary Poppins, though.
0: I so how I kind of like picture this playlist is like if I put a Disney playlist on shuffle. What songs would I like not skip that I have to sing like on a four-hour car ride? Okay, yeah, I kind of did the same thing. Yeah.
1: Okay. Fair.
0: And Super Cow is always one I sing. I'm not saying the full name multiple times.
1: Sometimes I have to skip it. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? This is just not the vibe right now. Yeah. Like last night, all I wanted to listen to was like old Disney. I need a playlist that's just vintage Disney, like yeah. anything from before 1980. So like Lady in the Tramp, Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella, Snow Very White, Poppins, all, that kind of all stuff.
0: those.
1: Yeah. But like, but like. Not the vibe. Like the like the slow, like like um like Peggy Lee singing He's a Tramp from Lady Yes. In the or and um like, He's a Tramp. Or Feed He's the Birds from Mary Poppins. Yeah. Or um okay, I will say though, the one song that I freaking love from Mary Poppins every single time is um Sister Suffragette, the one that yes! the mom sings. Yes. I'm obsessed with it. Same. Did you see that small shop that did the mini ears that yes. were of
0: the mom yes i was like yes and i think i've seen them in person on dapper day because like so many people dressed as the mom specifically like they're so Mary cute Poppins, and it was adorable because she's an icon yes she is she is
1: she really is she said go feminism and yes. i love her Yes. okay number 14
0: the circle of life from the lion king
1: i said the bells of notre dame from hunchback
0: to hunchback
1: yeah i can't i love i love it i love the end with the with the really like with seeing the bells
0: bells 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 i love
1: it i love it It's just like
0: ah yeah it gets me good. so hype and mine is kind of like the end to like Rafiki lifting him up like the like swelling of the it's the circle
1: of life so it's not the nah
0: no that startles me on my four-hour
1: car drive (laughs) absolutely every time that song comes on i like jump a little
0: same (laughs) because
1: i'm like so into the last song and it's just so abrupt it's just like in your face
0: Ah! (laughs) so what's your number 13
1: i said zero to hero from hercules
0: okay i said this is me from camp rock oh that's a good one i love this is me tell me why my first thought was not this is me but
1: introducing me the one that nick jonas sings that one's also
0: really good that one's
1: also really good
0: yeah have you seen the video speaking of that song of him doing it in like a minute and a half no he like at like some concert one of his brothers like dared him to do it and he did it (laughs) that's amazing Yes, I love that it. It was like it's right amazing. around the time the movie came out. Okay. But yeah. Yeah,
1: that's a good one. That's an honorable mention for me. <laughs> yeah, this is me is good too.
0: This is me is good. Yeah. Yeah. Number twelve. Um, I won't say I'm in love from Hercules. Okay. Not
1: gonna lie, I kind of had that song ruined for me after meeting Susan Egan. Like really. Yeah, like, I can't listen to that song ever again. Well, I can, but I just, I can't do it. It, like, I don't know. Interesting. There's some weird feelings for me. Interesting. Yeah, so I can't listen to it anymore. But that is a good song.
0: But for number 12, I've said, I've got a dream from Tangled. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. We're doing a lot of Alan Menken. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I think it just shows how freaking amazing Alan Menken is.
0: I'm looking at my list and it's mostly Alan (laughs) Mankin. I have a bit of Alan Mankin, but I have some others.
1: I have two Phil Collins songs. I know. Which you know are bangers. Phil Collins went so hard on every Uh, soundtrack he was on. I have one. I have one
0: on my list. Okay. Yeah. We'll 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 see. Yeah. So number eleven.
1: Speaking of Phil Collins, my number eleven is on my way from Brother
0: Bear. <laughs> oh my God! And mine is um, "Just Around the River Bend" from Pocahontas. I was debating putting "Colors of the Wind" in here. That I one's also like really Color good. I love "Just Around the River Bend," though. Just it, around the river. It, it, it's really an good. underrated song from that show. It or, really from is from that movie. It is. Yeah. I was debating putting putting one of them in,
1: but you know what? They just got knocked out by the DComs. So, what's your number ten? Um, number ten. Okay, number ten. I've been listening to it a lot, so I—I don't know. I'm—I hmm, think I have to move it up really quick. Oh my Wait, god! Wait, I think mean, I have to move it up. I'm like, I've been jamming out so hard to this song lately. I think I'm gonna put it.
0: If it moves, all no, like, no. I just moved uh, it up. I just switched high. it
1: one. Oh so, okay, okay. Number ten, my new number ten is uh "Touch the Sky" from
0: Brave. And mine is Friend Like Me from Aladdin. That one. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Friend Like Me is very good. I love Friend Like Me. Especially
1: the new one. I love the Will Smith one. It's so good. The dancing is 10 out of 10.
0: That one. And I love the um, Broadway version too. All of them. Oh my gosh. Why didn't we put Speechless on here? Damn it, Gabby. (gasps) Honorable mention. Honorable mention. But yeah, I got to perform Friend Like Me for um, the charity I performed with like all of 2020 Mm -hmm. like online um this like seven year old kid that is like a family friend of mine he wanted his birthday party to be raising money for it so he had all of his favorite performers that were involved with it so cute perform and raise money and it was like seven dollars we were raising like seven dollar donations please because he was turning seven and he gave us a list of all his favorite songs and i sang that's so
1: cute
0: yeah. Okay, that's really, really cute. <laughs> so, I had to have a friend like me on this yeah. list. That's adorable.
1: What's yeah. your number nine?
0: Um, Son of Man from Tarzan. Which one? Son of Man, look to the sky. Da, 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 Why don't da, I remember da, this song da, da. at all? To
1: be fair, I haven't seen this movie in about 10 years, maybe 15, so.
0: Okay, it is called Son of Man. I'm glad I like checked that yeah. now. But it's... It's the song that is, like, his montage of him growing up.
1: Yeah, don't remember it. I'm sorry. Okay. It's no problem. (laughs) My number nine is Eye to Eye from Goofy Movie. What? Why? What? It's so good. It gives off it I gives off like all lot. of the 90s prince and michael jackson vibes that i love about the 90s so or the 80s yeah and i love it <laughs> so plus it's a really cute song if you listen to the words yeah so that's that what's your number 8 scream from high school musical 3
0: um <laughs> uh, mine is out there from
1: hunchback I think it's good. I don't think it's that good. I just really don't like the beginning with Claude Frollo and Cosimo and him being like, oh. you are deformed and you are ugly. Like, I yeah. hate that part. It's like, oh my God, Frollo, leave him alone. This is his song. Why are you singing here? Go away. Oh like, God. I feel like it just needs to start yeah. at the safe behind these windows
0: and these parapets of stone.
1: Like, that's where it should start.
0: Well, that's where most of the karaoke tracks
1: well, start. Yeah, but not the actual track, which bothers me.
0: Yeah. So they need one that's just um, starting
1: there and then they need one that has like the Claude Frollo bit at the beginning. Because I freaking hate it.
0: Or the Quad Frollo one needs to be its totally own yeah. separate track. Like it could be like out there prologue or something like that. Yeah. Um this one also has a weird memory tied to it. My senior year, my friend Michael, he did this for like our senior showcase of for high school and it was right around the time. That um, the fire at Notre Dame had happened, so he dedicated his performance. That's really sweet. To those efforts. That's cool. Very nice.
1: Fair warning: I have four Disney Channel original movie songs in in a row, and they are from the same two
0: movies. I I mean I have two um, tangled the TV series shows show songs on my list so what's your number seven mine is show yourself from frozen Two. ah damn that's a good one too (laughs) thank you i like that one so much better than um oh i completely everyone is like oh into the oh no unknown is gonna be the new let it go no no show
1: yourselves 10 times better
0: yeah what's your um number seven dance with me from cheetah girls 2 that That one's good so good I love Drew Seely. That so good.
1: Do, do you remember him, Drew Seeley?
0: A little he bit. He was,
1: oh gosh, who was he? He was the guy who played, oh gosh, I can't remember his name, but he was like the prince in uh, another Cinderella story, the one with Selena Gomez. Oh, yeah. The one, the one where they're him. dancing. Yeah, that's Drew Seely.
0: And he also,
1: also, my favorite fun fact about Drew Seely is that because Zac Efron wasn't the best singer when they did High School Musical, the first one. Drew Seely sang for Troy for the whole thing. That
0: That is why the name is mm-hmm. familiar. That fact right there. Not even that he was in a Selena Gomez yeah. movie.
1: No, Drew Seely sang for Troy for a majority of that movie. Like, you can tell, you can hear when it switches over in Breaking Free. Because, like, Zac Efron does the, we're soaring flying there's not a star in heaven that we can't reach
0: and then it goes into the yeah
1: that's Seeley, and you could hear it there's like an audible difference it's like bad yeah but you know what they had to do what they had to do they did it just yep that's i love that fact so yeah (laughs) Love him. It's Drew Seely and Belinda who played, oh gosh, oh gosh, what's her name? Marisol in Cheetah Girls 2. Okay. Number six. Okay. Number six. I love number six. I did it. I performed it for my American Sign Language show case thing that we did in high school. And it's Why Wait from Cheetah Girls 2. (laughs) That's the one that That Marisol sings at the club when she's wearing those funky-ass pants that's like one leg is a short and one leg just has the knee cut out. Do you know the pants I'm talking about? Yes. I had a pair. I made two pairs of those pants when I was in elementary school because I wanted to be her so bad. I was – I
0: literally – I wanted to be her. And mine is from a very, very recent Disney movie being, we don't talk about Bruno from Inkanto.
1: Really? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think, I don't. Mm-hmm. That one is like my most listened to song from that time. I think mine is What Else Can I Do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Bruno just like, <laughs> I've heard it so much. I'm like, I don't even want to listen to it anymore. Oh my gosh. I like hear it all the time. Every time it comes on, I'm like, okay, well, I guess. But then like, when I listen to it on TikTok, I'm just like, Ugh. Okay, next. Too much. Too much. I also like
0: all for you from that er. All of you. Is that the name All of You. That one's good. The there's a lot you. to
1: say about Bruno. Okay, I'll start. I'm sorry about your wedding. Da-da-da-da-da. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I like that song too. That one's good.
1: But yeah, I like the Family Madrigal. That's a, oh yeah. That I was just thought good. of another honorable mention for me. It's Colombia okay. Mi
0: Encanto, the one that Carlos Vives okay. sings. that one's good. Yeah. What's your number five? My number
1: five is Can I Have This Dance from High School Musical 3. I swear, this is the last one. It's so good. So, okay, the reason I chose this song is because I've been listening to it a lot because the other day it was just pouring rain and I listened to it on repeat. Every time it rains, I have to listen to this song oh God. and I want to go out and dance in the rain, but it was freezing cold the night that it was raining. It was literally like 40 degrees over here. So I was like, hmm, I don't want to get hypothermia, so I'm just going to go inside. But I don't know. I have like, a, I have like yes. a special connection to that song. I would definitely make that my like first dance at my wedding. So what's your number five?
0: I will make you proud from the Tangled TV series. Okay, I don't know
1: that one. I haven't seen the series yet. So,
0: Jeremy Jordan sings this Freaking song which is yeah, he's great. And it it's his character's like I want song, I guess we can mm-hmm. call it, and he's talking to his dad about like his dad has just been like fro- like encased in this like stone thing that he caused kind of because his character's like an uh-huh. alchemist. And he's like, okay, I'm going to solve everything. I'm going to go to Rapunzel. And it's his, like, I'm walking to go save my dad and make him proud of me for once. That's nice. Yeah. And then there's a reprise of it that makes me sad. But Alan Menken wrote the music. Yeah, of course. Of course Alan Menken wrote the music. Alan Menken is like a freaking Disney god. The Tangled show is how he won. Is it the Emmys that are the TV show awards? I think so, Yeah. Um, that's how he won his Emmy for his EGOT, was the Tangled TV series. Got it. Makes sense. But not for either song that I have on my list. Oh, what? Okay. I do love that song, and that one is a very close honorable mention, and it is Waiting in the Wings. Which one's that? Um, it's in season two, Mm -hmm. and Eden Espinosa. Oh, I love her. Yeah, her character sings it, and she has just found out Kind of spoiler alert news of stuff going on. I don't want to spoil the show for people.
1: Okay, so then.
0: Okay, do you want me to do, like, spoiler alert for Tangled, the TV series? No, it's fine, because I don't want to know either. Okay. But basically, she's feeling like she's in Rapunzel's shadow the whole time, and it's her being like, I guess I'm stuck waiting in the wings. Aw. Yeah. That's sweet.
1: Well, I yeah. guess not. I guess that's really sad, but.
0: I mean, she's also like Rapunzel's handmaiden in the show. Oh, which is like, it's literally her job. Yeah. Okay.
1: But yeah. Cool. What's your number four? Go the distance from Hercules. Yeah, that one's a good one. I almost put it on here. I almost did. But then okay. I was like, nah. Mine is part
0: of your world from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> I almost put that one on my list. So. Yeah. Look at us. Yes. Yeah.
1: I just Look love, at us I love being I just so love similar. That song. It's just so good. Every time it comes it on, is. I just like Oh. I also love the reprise too if that's like can, Oh it, my gosh. if that can be a yes. part of it. I want to like that's the it's the same song. It's just a reprise of the song. Yeah. But oh my gosh, the reprise just like oh yes, I freaking love it. So what's your number 3? My number 3 is Hawaiian Roller Coaster Ride from Lilo and Stitch. That one's a good one. <laughs> so good. Every time it comes on, I jam the F out. That's like the song of the summer for me
0: every summer. <laughs> Funny enough, mine kind of is too, being how far I'll go from Moana. Yeah, I almost put
1: that one on my list. That one is also like, that's a good one. Yeah. I love how far I'll go. Both very summery songs. Okay, I like the one with like the girl who plays Moana. I never know how to say her name, so I'm not even gonna try because I don't want to. Oh yeah, I don't either. But I hate the Alicia Cara version. Same. I absolutely hate it. Just as much as I don't like the Jeremy not the Jeremy Jordan the oh my gosh what's his name Jordan Fisher version of You're Welcome. Yeah. I don't like them yeah leave the originals alone just like the same way i don't like that christina aguilera sings reflection from mulan that one also sucks it does pop version of of these songs really sucks didn't it start with
0: aladdin for the pop thing at the end of the credits
1: i don't remember
0: i don't either but it started in the 90s yeah and i don't like it yeah same okay So what's your number two number two
1: for a very specific reason but it's if i didn't have you from monsters inc and the very specific reason is towards like the middle of the song like sully just starts singing the whole song by himself and mike keeps going in to sing his parts and then he goes why do you keep singing my parts and it's just like <laughs> oh,
0: god <laughs>
1: i love it and then i love at the end when they like when they're like finished kind of and then Mike goes one more time and he goes oh my gosh I can't believe that worked (laughs) and then he does and then it's like a big chorus and he goes where did everybody come from and then they're all dancing and (laughs) it's so cute I just love his little interjections in the whole song it just makes me so happy
0: yeah
1: also also these two big guys are light on their feet don't you dare dip me don't you dare dip me don't you dare dip me Ah, uh, I should have stretched. <laughs> oh it's God. just so
0: good. I just love it. It's every aspect of that song is like 10 out of 10. Love it. And mine is Determinate from Lemonade Mouth. That is a good one. That's a very good one. Thank you.
1: I re- Do you remember ever seeing like the, I don't know who it was, but somebody did like a cover of the Lemonade Mouth song to terminate but instead of terminate it was exterminate and it was about like killing bugs and stuff
0: yes okay yes i did
1: okay in third grade after the like big school talent show my teacher would do uh my teacher did a like class talent show for the people who like didn't want to get up in front of the whole school just wanted to do it for our class and my yeah. friend and i did that version of this song God. and it was the funniest thing I've ever done in my entire life, aside from dancing to the peanut butter jelly song at my talent show in elementary school.
0: I, I think the only talent show I ever, like, was a part of was when my friends and I, we did the song Amazing Maisie from Susicle. I'm obsessed. In elementary school, and I was one of the bird girls. And in that same talent show, one of my friends did um, It's Possible, or whatever it is called from Seussful as well, JoJo's song in the bathtub.
1: Oh, yeah. I think that's It's Possible.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 And yeah. they rolled out, like, a fake bathtub for that song for her. <laughs> no. I remember her doing that. That's so cool. Or like, or it was, like, a pool or, like, something she was in. That's cute. Yeah.
1: So you guys basically did your own production of Seussical.
0: Yes, and that's the only time I've ever done Seussical. I love it. It was when we did those two songs for our elementary school talent show. I love it. I think it was in fifth
1: grade. One of my favorite songs from Seussical is the opening number, the oh, the Thinks You Can Think.
0: Yes. I love
1: the songs in Seussical. They're pretty good. honestly. I just, I like, I like the, every year for like a dance slash theater camp that I did, we would always open the show with Oh The Things You Can Think. I don't know why, but it was always the same choreography and it was all oh, The Things You Can Think. And every year, for like four years, I played JoJo and it was freaking amazing. One year I was the cat in the That's hat. Great. That was fun too. That's great. So what's your number one? My number one comes to us from Papa Phil Collins. <laughs> <laughs> yes from yes and it is strangers like me from tarzan that's a good one that literally every single time it comes on i
0: cannot help but scream the entire song yeah and mine is nothing left to lose from tangled the tv series which is Jeremy Jordan and Eden Espinosa doing a duet and her character has like kinda gone to the dark side a little bit and it's him trying to pull her back to the light. That's cute. Yeah. That's cool. I plan on using that song for a Padme Anakin video. I'm I was just gonna, gonna say it sounds very much like Padme
1: and Anakin. Yeah. Awesome. Except
0: reverse. Yeah. Gender wise at least. Yeah so shall we get on to talking about some of the best songs from the disney straight to dvd um sequels
1: yes and i'm only talking about legitimately three movies i have five yeah i got i got i got three but number five what's yours
0: Dig a tunnel from Lion King one and a half.
1: Okay, I have a question. Is that the one that quick before the hyena Hyena comes. comes. Okay, yes. okay, I couldn't remember what that song was called or what movie it was from, but I was thinking of that movie too.
0: I was thinking of that song too. I just couldn't think of it. I was like quick before the hyena comes song. Yeah, I couldn't think of which one it was. And then I like... I Googled that and then it came up as Tunnel from Lion King one and a half. Yes, that is the I
1: was also thinking of that one. I just could not remember what it was. Yeah. And I was too tired to fix it. So thank you for putting <laughs> that in because I've been trying to figure out what song that is for like three days. Yes. You're okay. Welcome. My number five is Down to the Sea from Little Mermaid That's a good Two. One. I
0: have a Little Mermaid Two song on my list.
1: I can't believe you put it so high though. It's so good. I don't know. I don't think it's that good. I don't know, but that's just my opinion. Okay. <laughs> no, don't change it. Don't change it. Just leave it. No, leave it. I'm not changing that okay.
0: one. Okay. I'm changing. I was going to
1: say, say no, it. no, no. Leave it. Leave it. I'm sorry.
0: That was mean. Okay. okay there okay. we go. What's your number four?
1: My number four is For a Moment from Little Mermaid 2.
0: That's a good one. Yeah. It's a very good one. We have a couple of similar songs on our list. Yeah. Mine is At the Ball from Cinderella 3, A Twist in Time. Okay. It is the song that Jack and Gus Gus sing to, con- to like, <gasps> Prince Charming. I totally
1: forgot about that one,
0: too. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the, at the ball, at the ball. Yes.
1: <speaks in language> yeah. Cinderella. Well- <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I know what one that you're talking one. about. And he's like.
0: It's the one where it's the one where he's like locked in like a closet, right? And they're like singing. Yeah, like to him. in the study, and they're singing to him. Yeah. And then, like right after that song, is the iconic scene from that movie when he jumps the out the window. Like, yes, where the king is like, "I forbid you to take another step down these stairs," and he just looks at the window, goes, "Okay," and Yeats. flies. <laughs> honestly, honestly, okay. <laughs>
1: I think Cinderella 3 is so much better than the second one. Yes, it is. I think Cinderella 3 is ten times better than the second one and should have been the second one instead. Also, I like that it gives the prince a freaking personality.
0: I know. It's like the first two Disney princess films did not know how to personality.
1: No. They were like, guys have personalities? What's that? Not a clue.
0: And then they got... To um like well Philip doesn't really even have a personality.
1: Well, it
0: was Snow White, then it was Sleeping Beauty,
1: then it was Cinderella. Yeah. But yeah, Philip doesn't really have a personality either. He just does what he's told by the fairies.
0: And same with Eric. The first one to have a personality is the beast.
1: Yeah. I agree. Have you seen that? Have you seen that audio on TikTok where it's like, oh, it, he'll probably think it's weird that I don't I'm like not talking to him like maybe when yeah. he starts like asking me a question or something wait he hasn't even asked me anything about myself what how many sisters do I have what's my favorite thingamabob thingamabob yeah yeah anyway yeah He it actually gives Prince Charming a personality which I love he's very funny 10 yes. out of 10 I
0: love at the ball though that one is so good um which are number
1: three i said i still believe from cinderella three that's the one that hayden Panettiere sings it's like the like credit song
0: yes you know what yes. i'm talking about it's like i know which one it's you're talking so
1: about good but you can't find it on spotify like the only place i could find it was on youtube and i was like i'm gonna cry
0: that's so upsetting yeah like they're mine is gone yeah Okay, what's and yours? Mine is um, One of Us from The Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. It's the song where they're like, Deception, disgrace, even a man... Ta-da. It's the song that they're singing to uh, Kozu. Is that his name? The like the the evil-looking lion that is Kiara's love interest. I okay, Have you not seen Lion King
1: 2? I have seen it,
0: but I saw it when I was probably like five years old. okay. So basically, there's like a lion that looks kind of like a young scar that okay. is Kiara's, which is Simba's daughter's love interest. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, he like deceived us because his family attacked and he's like already like turned to Kiara and Simba's side. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh no, you lied to us. Leave. Okay. And that's that song. Okay.
1: What's your number two?
0: I know you're going to be so mad at me because I know. I don't know. I think number two is a perfectly fine spot okay. for this song. Okay. Like other girls from Mulan, too. Yeah, I feel. Yeah,
1: yeah. This song is good. This is of, I love this it, it's song. It's so good. I love this song love so much. Too. And
0: I was so salty
1: that TikTok took it down when I posted that one video doing this song. <gasps> yes because it was such we a- took it down yeah well no they didn't take it down they took the audio away so it's just like no audio which sucks because it was amazing yeah i was really salty but yeah that's a good one i love that song so much yeah same Mine is lesson number one from Mulan 2. That one's also really good. Yeah, it's the scene where she's teaching all the little girls how to be warriors. They're like, we want to be strong like you. And she's like, well, it doesn't happen overnight. And it's not just being strong. It's
0: balance. It's about balance. Have you seen Mulan Jr. on stage? No. I have. The theater company should not have done it, but that's beside the point. Um, But... They combine this into part of I'll make a man out of you. And Mulan is like, I don't think, like, it's just strength or whatever. And then she still starts doing, though, like, Like a flower, I am soft. Like the moon, I've been in the way. And then, um, why did his name? We, we yes. Him. He, he sings, like, the more tough part. Like all the like tough stuff, like a rock, and then pop. she's doing like yeah, yeah he's hot, doing hot, the like hot. like a rock, haha, ha, thing, <laughs> and she's doing the like, and then they do like the balance In part, the and then it goes part. back into um, I'll make a man out of you. That's it's the weirdest thing. Really weird. Yes, thank you. But this is so find good. It. I'm kind of glad they like it incorporated is. it somehow. But like,
1: I think there's another way to incorporate it
0: oh same yeah. it's really weird it's a really
1: good song it is very good Mulan 2 has some bangers I honestly yeah. think Mulan 2 is better than Mulan 1 I said it I really like I've Mulan said it 2. multiple times people think I'm crazy I just think the I original really like Mulan, Mulan is a little long and a little boring
0: <laughs> for a majority of it it's really
1: boring it's very long and it's pretty boring in the middle until the end, when she like when they're like fighting the Huns and blah blah blah, and then she goes and she has to go get married. Oh wait, no, that's the new one. Never mind. Yeah, but- <laughs> I was gonna say that's in Mulan too, when she gets married to that one prince guy, and he just has a Chinese finger trap.
0: I hate that. Yes,
1: but like you know, like. She's like the savior of China. Like that's the only that's the only like fun part is when they're like at the at the emperor's palace and like yes. she's fighting the Hun general. That's like the most exciting bit in like an hour.
0: Yeah, it gets kind of boring there. So anyway,
1: that's why I like Mulan. So what's too. your
0: so what's your honorable mention?
1: My honorable answer, before mentions, we get into
0: number one, <laughs> is also from Mulan, too, and it's a girl worth fighting for. The little reprise that um, the three soldier guys do? It's not a reprise, it's the original, it's, it's like, it's like the original. It's like their verses in the original. It's not the full. No, it's like, it's totally different, it's like,
1: it's different, there's, it's um I don't even know how okay. to it. They're like talking about like oh this is all of my accomplishments like um I can't remember yeah who, yeah name. you're right. He says like oh I have a plaque that says I kicked hun booty and it's like oh like we had we came back and we had um everything we could ever want when we returned from war everything but a girl worth fighting for. So it's like it's like yeah a totally different take on the original. Okay.
0: In mine. Yeah. Is He Lives in You from Lion King 2 Simba's Pride. It's the. It, it's He Lives in You from the Broadway show. They put it into Lion King 2 Simba's Pride. Yeah, I think I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. I just love He Lives in You, and I was like, it has to be mentioned. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Okay. What is your number one? For a moment from Widow Mermaid 2. Yeah. I love this song so much. It's a
1: good song. It's a good song. I, I love
0: Melody so much. Rather. Eh.
1: She's not my fave. But. You know what? I can see why she, why you like her. I don't, like, think she's terrible. I don't think she's, okay. like, a bad. There are some sequels that are just, like, really bad. <laughs> this is not one of them. Yeah.
0: You know what's a really good one? But, like, only has one song that's, like, high-key depressing. Hmm. The Peter Pan 2 Return to Neverland with Wendy's Daughter. Yeah. That, like, one song in it is so depressing. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, it is. My number one is Like Other Girls from Mulan 2. It's so good. It's so good. It's literally, literally, literally the best song in the entire Mulan franchise, in my opinion. I think it's even better than I'll make a man out of you. I said it. Wow. I said it. <laughs> Roast me all you want.
0: I think I'll make a that, man out like, of you That, like, didn't process in my brain for, like, five seconds. And I was like, wait a second. Yep. Yeah. I think I'll make you a man out of you is kind of overrated. It is. Just a little bit. It's a banger. It is.
1: Don't get me wrong. It's such a banger. But
0: it wasn't on either one of our top 15
1: which says something so i think i'm gonna make it an honorable mention though okay but anyway i said it uh those are my thoughts wow i can't uh, i'm probably gonna get lots of people being like what the hell are you thinking but you know what yeah i don't care <laughs> because that song is just that good so, the last topic that we're going to talk about today is uh, which Disney princess films pass yes. the Bechtel
0: test? Yes. Yeah. And Gabby, what is the Bechtel test? So, for those of um you who don't know, yeah. So the Bechtel test is a
1: little test that was derived in the '80s by this lady. I can't remember her first name, but her last name was Bechtel. Hence why it's called the Bechtel test. And for a film to pass this test, it must have at least two named female characters that talk to each other about something that's other than a man. So, um it basically measures gender
0: equality in films. Wow, so the first Star Wars movie, A New Hope, doesn't like doesn't count for it. No, it doesn't pass at all.
1: Wow. That's so weird. Neither does none of the original trilogy pass. That's wild. Yep. I don't think even the prequels pass. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy to think about? <laughs> it is. I think even some of the the uh the sequels don't even pass. Yeah they do. Some of them don't. Some of them
0: do, but some of them don't.
1: I don't remember which ones, but I have to go back and watch The them. ones
0: that have Leia and Rey talking with each other. Yeah. Those ones pass. But Rose and Rey, kinda.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So. Rogue One passes. It does.
0: <laughs> Solo doesn't. Um so we are going to be going down the list of Disney Princess franchise from Snow White all the way down to Moana as well as a few other Disney movies and discuss if they pass the Bechdel test or not and why they pass or fail. Yeah.
1: So um let's get started with this. I think it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, I do too. Yeah. And honestly, for me, it's more of a matter of just, like, I think it's an interesting fact. I mean, I'm not going to, like, not watch a movie because it doesn't pass or it does pass because there are some, like, fantastic movies that don't pass like Star Wars. We were just
0: talking about the Star Wars and most of the original Marvels. Yeah, most of the original Marvels, some of the Harry Potter films, like, like, there's a lot of
1: fantastic films that do not pass this test at all. So I just think it's something that's more interesting to look at and, I don't know, something to be aware of. Not necessarily, like, in a judgy way, just like, hmm, that's that's interesting, fun fact. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes not all movies need to pass, you know? Yeah. Because sometimes that's just how it is. Anyway. Snow White. Snow White. Now, this, okay, Snow White is kind of debated. It's kind of 50-50. Some people say it passes. Some people say it doesn't. And we'll get okay. into why. So there's a website called BechdelTest.com. And it is a lifesaver <laughs> when it comes to these movies. So there was a user on BechdelTest.com. And his name is Mike. He's like one of the like verified users of whatever. Okay. And he says, uh, Snow White is a tricky one. There are two substantial female roles. Snow White and the Queen, who is given no name and later turns into a witch who refers to herself as Old Granny, in quotes. Snow White and the Queen never actually speak to one another, but the Queen as Witch and Snow White interact at length near the end of the film. After asking if, quote, the little men, end quote, are away, and inquiring about Snow's pie making, which tells her, the witch tells her, quote, it's apple pies that make men folks' mouths water, end quote and offers her a poison apple. The forest animals attack the witch, but Sh- Snow shooes them away. Quote, they're there, end quote. <laughs> Snow comforts the witch, I'm sorry, and the witch complains of a, quote, poor heart, and says to Snow, uh, quote, take me into the house and let me rest, Qu- end quote. Once inside, she asks for a drink of water. The witch then tells Snow, quote, this is no ordinary apple, it's a magic wishing apple, end quote really asks snow yes now make a wish and take a bite after a cutaway to the dwarves the witch continues there must be something your little heart desires perhaps there's someone you love and then snow says well there is snow someone i thought so old granny knows a young girl's heart she replies so snow wishes her prince will come and quote that he will carry me away to his castle where we will live happily ever after and and sorry Okay, um, Snow bites the apple and then drops dead triumphantly, the witch exclaims, now I'll be the fairest in the land. Okay, not every detail has to do with men, but the subtext of all this is that the little men aren't here, and that the prince isn't here, and that the nameless queen slash witch doesn't want Snow around to compete with. But, I guess Snow is comforting the witch, and the exchange over the quote magic wishing apple technically qualifies as not about a man. So, you can give the movie the benefit of the doubt okay in the in the comments people say that because the queen isn't credited with a name that it doesn't count and that because the subtext is about men that it doesn't count but i think that it's like i don't know i feel like that's something that like is it depends you know yeah because like half the half the characters in this movie don't even have names honestly yeah like it's just the prince and it's just the queen and yeah like when you get
0: autographs from him, um, from Snow's Prince in the park. Yeah. It's the Snow Prince is what he signs. Yeah.
1: People say it's Prince Florian, but it's like he's never credited as that. It's just the prince. Yeah. And yeah. it's just the queen and the huntsman. Like, the only p- characters with names are Snow White and the dwarves. So it's like... Yes. I think it passes. I think it passes enough. Yes. So
0: Speaking of films that passes Sleeping Beauty Passes with Flying Colors oh, there yeah. are multiple named women, Aurora slash Briar Rose, Flora, Fauna and Merryweather, and Maleficent. And they talk to each other about they talk to each other about a topic other than men, including Aurora's birthday cake, how to keep her safe, and the dress yes. being if make it pink, make it blue. Yeah. Especially like when The part, the
1: scene that I specifically was thinking of is when like the fairies first find out that they're going to take care of Aurora and they shrink down and get really little and they're all like, yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And they're like, how are we going to do this? How are we going to keep her safe from Maleficent? And then Flora's like, no magic. And Weather's like, hold up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So in the comments, user Luminum said, this is again from everything that I'm going to talk about from the comments is going to be from BechdelTest.com if you want to check it out. Um, So user Luminum said the fairy godmothers, while often befuddled, demonstrate their strength at the end of the film. They place the entire kingdom under their power for the sake of Aurora, not the prince. Likewise, Meriwether demonstrates strong ability and attitudes throughout the film, providing Aurora with the only useful gift, the promise of life. Yeah. (laughs) Questioning why Aurora must marry a prince instead of someone she actually loves and deciding to leave the fairies and prince to eliminate the threat of Maleficent's raven, Diablo. Chasing it down, outsmarting it, and turning it to stone before it can inform Maleficent of Philip's escape. While Flora's leadership may be unearned, and her powers useful only in protecting Philip, and Fauna is all but useless and passive <laughs> Which I mean they're not wrong. They're not. Yeah. Um, Merryweather is an excellent example of female agency, albeit nascent, which means like scatterbrained and or unorganized. Also, Maleficent is, like, one of the strongest Disney villains, like, ever. Ever. Yeah. Like, without question. I mean, maybe besides, like, Hades, because he's, like, literally a god. A god. God. But. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think that goes without saying. Maleficent is, like, one of the strongest female villains ever. Yeah.
0: One of the strongest villains, period. Yes. Okay. Cinderella. Also passes with flying color. there are multiple named women, Cinderella, Lady Tremaine, Anastasia, and Trisella, and they talk to each other on a topic other than men. Lady Tremaine scolds Cinderella and the girls all the time, and the stepsisters bicker non-stop. Ironically, the men solely talk about marriage and women. Which I think is hilarious. Yeah. I do too.
1: Yeah. So... Uh, user, Drew Olds, said, This is a clear example of the limitations of the test. It passes with flying colors. In fact, the men are the only one who talk about marriage and women. Of course, this film is still fundamentally sexist. Cinderella is not allowed to be an active protagonist, even in the absence of anyone else to do so. The story is all things happen to her, and she does almost nothing to further her goals, which I personally disagree Yeah, same. I think she's a very active protagonist. Yes, she is put in situations where she can't necessarily act. But I think...
0: I don't know. I think she is... She's more active than Aurora. Oh, well, yeah. Aurora and Snow White. Yeah. If we're talking about the time period, look at the other two princesses before her. Yeah. Absolutely. I think... They're asleep. Yeah. (laughs) 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 They literally have to be
1: saved by a prince, in which case... Cinderella, like, we've already talked about her before, but, like, her goal mm-hmm. isn't to go meet the prince and be married. Her goal is to go to the ball, is to have a good time and, like, be allowed to be yeah. like other girls. Yeah. And I also think I be... that when she, like, is going to get the, or when she needs the key to get out of the, the, her room yeah. that she's been locked in by the, by Lady Tremaine, like, There's only so much she can do, but she actively is like, okay, Gus, Gus, Jock, please, the key is in her pocket. Help me. And she defends herself to the the little duke guy who's trying on
0: the slipper and to the king. Yeah. Yeah. And not to mention the sequels. Yeah. I mean, the sequels make her even
1: ten times better, especially Cinderella 3 when she has to sneak back into the castle all by herself and figure out what the heck is going on. Yes. Yes. We love Cinderella Uh, three. On this podcast. Ten out of ten. Yes. So Um anyway, yeah. I completely disagree with that user about their thoughts on it. I think it's just I think if you think about the time period, I think it is very very forward thinking. Yeah. Because she makes the best out of her situation, and she does her best to get out of it. Anyway, okay,
0: that's all I have to say. Okay, (laughs) next. (laughs) So, Little Mermaid counts. Kinda. Technically. (laughs) Kinda. Well... Kinda. eh, eh, Yeah, yeah. Sure. I'll give it a sure. Yeah, same. Um, there are two or more named women, being Ariel, Ursula, and Carlotta, and they talk to each other about something other than a men uh other than men um ursula with the contract um with ariel also ursula explaining to ariel what she does and then ariel and carlotta have a sort of conversation although ariel is mute at that point in the film about her being washed up from a shipwreck and getting her in some clothes yeah
1: so okay there's some there's some discussion about Ariel because some people are saying that, like, the only reason she wants to be human is because of Eric. And then other people no. are like,
0: no, part of your world is prior to her seeing Eric yeah. for the first time.
1: Well, no, she meets Eric first, but no. Yeah, she meets him on the ship first. But
0: what is part of your world? then? I thought it was part of your
1: the ship, the ship, the fire on the ship happens within, like, the first 15 minutes of that movie
0: really yeah but why is the order of that film just so out of place but okay but here's the thing
1: it's not because she she wants to be part of the world before that she's on the boat in the first two minutes of the movie she's on the sunken boat with flounder at the beginning like she's already fascinated with it he's just like an added bonus you know so but anyway user undead hippo said the conversation between Ursula and Ariel is long and covers many different topics. Some are to do with men, some are not. The majority of Ursula-dominated dominating, dominated conversation is her explaining her work and her powers to a rather frightened and dumbstruck Ariel. It would, pa- it would pass based on that conversation, even disregarding the issue of whether conversations... What? Disregarding the issue of conversations where one participant is mute. So... Yes. I think it passes. Yeah. I give it a sure.
0: So the next one is my princess Belle, um, with Beauty and the Beast, and it's a soft yes. There are multiple named female characters, Belle, Mrs. Potts, Babette, and Madame Garderobe? I don't know. That's that how, how I don't know. It's it
1: I think it's garderobe. I don't know. It's the Gar- wardrobe. That's what but that's what they say her name it's is. It's the wardrobe. Yeah. The wardrobe, Um, that's what they say her name is.
0: Yeah, and these female characters do talk to each other about a topic other than a man. Um, But it is kind of dicey, and Gabby will explain why. Yeah,
1: user Sam said, Belle's first exchange with Garderobe doesn't mention the Beast or any other men at all. It's Garderobe complimenting Belle's appearance and Belle refuting the idea of her being a princess. It's a short conversation, but that still counts. But like, it's like one, what? 15-second
0: conversation? Yeah. I mean, Mrs. Potts has a lot of conversations with Belle. But it's all about the Beast. No? Yeah? Or about... There's the one about her, like, just, like, coming back from home, like, right when we meet Mrs... Or when Belle meets Mrs. Potts. Or being... Like, the whole thing about, like, oh, that was awfully brave of what you did. Okay. Yeah, I guess. I guess I haven't But that's still kind of about her dad, but Yeah. Yeah,
1: so. like it's either about the beast or about her dad or like Yeah. Which is like I mean, at least it's about her dad and not like a romantic partner, you know. Her dad is like I know. it's family, so I'm like, eh, okay. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just it's kind of I don't know. This movie is I like it. I like it a lot. Same. But it's just like, I don't know, it's kind of, it's kind of, kind of in the middle for me about on this at
0: least. So the next Disney princess (laughs) is a utter failure, utter failure. There is only one named female character being Jasmine in 11. Yep. And based on that alone, it fails. Jasmine is somewhat of a strong female character, but not really too much. They give her more in The new one, the lilac one with Will Smith.
1: The new one passes, like, 100% passes.
0: Oh, yeah. I was like, how? And then I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of forgot about her handmaid. Delia, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know that was her name. Yep. I saw that movie, like, once or twice. I love that movie. It's so good. The
1: colors are just 10 out of 10. It is. It's gorgeous. The colors are gorgeous. So, but, yeah, the original 1990-whatever Aladdin yeah
0: no zero out of ten and Mulan being the next one is a kinda there are multiple names um female characters being Mulan Grandmother Fa and Faugi okay and they all talk to each other
1: okay really quick though I wasn't sure if Grandmother Fa counted because like grandmother is a title not a name also Fa is like the family name Right, because it's yeah. Fa Mulan, Fa Li, Fa—I don't remember the dad's name, but I don't think they give her. He has a name. They the the guy who like comes uh, when he's like, Fa whatever your name is, you need to come fight in the man in the emperor's army against the Huns, and then Mulan is like, No, can't you see he's ill? And he's like, No, Mulan, I must. <laughs> I thought that was a very good reenactment.
0: Fa Zhao yes z-h-o-u yes that's the dad
1: yes but like it's like the same thing like shang li shang yeah that right li is their family name yeah so it's like i i don't know if grandmother fa really counts i don't know we it depends i think it just depends on like how prominent they are in the movie. And I think Grandmother Fa is like, she's pretty prominent in this movie. She's like, yeah, she is. She's, she's like a big deal. So I say, yeah. okay. You want to talk about her scenes? Sure. Yeah. So again, user aluminum coming in clutch with more of these. Thank you, user Luminum. seriously. They were very helpful for me. Um, so there are like a few scenes with Grandmother Fa. Um, like when she tells Fali that the ancestors can't be that lucky because they're dead, right? Because, like, Fali goes, oh, I must pray to the ancestors for luck. And Grandmother Fa goes, how lucky can they be? They're dead. (laughs) And then, um, Fali cries out to Grandmother Fa not to walk in the street. And she does. And she's like, ha-ha, the cricket is lucky! Because she doesn't get hit by the cart or whatever. Um... And there's also a few interactions that are not specifically about a guy. So Mulan says, I'm here. What? But Mama, I had to. And then Fali says, no excuses. Now let's get you cleaned up. And then also Fali says, Mulan, what's this? Indicating the notes that she takes on her arms. And Mulan says, uh, notes in case I forget something. And grandmother Fa gives her the cricket and says, hold this. I will need more luck than I thought. Interestingly, When the matchmaker is testing Mulan, she doesn't really bring up her husband, instead stating that she's too skinny to bear sons and that she must demonstrate her grace and dignity to please her in-laws. This suggests the idea of honor through marriage is not really male focused and is more focused on the ability to produce male children and please family members. So you could argue that the film is functioning within a patriarchal framework, not to mention that there is not to mention that it's the theme in which Mulan must rebel against, but it's specifically resulting in the topics of discussion being directly about it's not specifically resulting in the topics of discussion being directly about a man so yeah kinda
0: i guess that's the consensus is kinda yes um our next film is princess and the frog and it passes as well with flying colors. Um, there's multiple named women, being Tiana, Charlotte, Mama Odie, and Gudora, who is Tiana's mom, and Big Daddy calls her by this name in the movie. Mm-hmm. And they talk to each other about topics other than a man, Charlotte and uh, Tiana. Charlotte and Tiana talk about her restaurant a ton. They also talk about their friendship and their dreams coming true. Tiana and her mom talk about the restaurant. Tiana talks to Mama Odie about becoming human again, and they also talk to about how to improve the gumbo. Then Eudora also scolds the girls about teasing the cat as she reads them a bedtime story.
1: Yeah, and there weren't many comments about this one. Everybody pretty much agreed. They were like, "Yeah, yep, it's good." Yeah. Yeah. So tangled. (laughs) It also passes. I think it passes. People say it's kind of dicey, but I think it totally passes. So Oh, it, it totally does. Yeah, because there's two named female characters, Rapunzel and Mother Gothel, and they often talk about things that are not men. Like, many times Mother Gothel is just, like, manipulating Rapunzel to, like, stay in the tower. Like, yeah. she really only mentions men once in Mother Knows Best, three times if you count, like, ruffians and thugs. But, like, you know, she doesn't... Yeah, and it's men with um pointy teeth. Yeah, it's men with pointy teeth. That's basically it. Um... But user win said "Uh, two of the main three, two of the three main personalities who in fact come across as the two most dominating personalities in the entire film are female. The man really only saves the woman once, at which point it turns right around and she has to save him. In fact, the woman has to rescue the man way more often than he has to rescue her. Rapunzel is shown to be more than capable of rescuing herself most of the time and she turns her traditionally female aspects that would shove her into housewifery, such as her long hair and frying pan, into forces that can easily defeat virtually any man trying to stop her from going out into the world. So, I think, I think it passes.
0: I do as well. Yeah. So, the next one that also passes is Brave, (laughs) like duh. Uh, multiple named women being Merida and Queen Queen Eleanor and Maddie. And they talk about something other than the men. Merida and Queen Eleanor have this whole montage where Queen Eleanor teaches Merida how to be a princess. They talk about their relationship, they being Merida and her mom. Mm-hmm. And Merida and Maddie talk about Eleanor. Yeah. Not
1: a lot, but a little bit. So, Moana. Um, yeah. Moana has the same issue that... Mulan does, in which the grandmother character is a very, very important character in this film. But yes. she doesn't really have a name. She has like
0: But she does in the credits she does in the
1: credits. So it's like kind of I don't know. So there are multiple named women, right? Moana, Grandma, Tala is her name in the credits, but she's only referred to as grandma or mom. Yeah. Um and there's also Tefiti slash teka. Who are the same person, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I worked for Moana. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Grandma Tala and Moana have like very, 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 very many meaningful conversations with each other about their family and who Moana is destined to be and what Moana has to do and the ocean choosing
0: her and like how. And Moana and Tafiti have, a, or technically Takah have it being like, I know who you are and yeah. stuff.
1: And it's, like, more about finding who you are. But, like, Grandma Tala is the one who, like, really initiates this whole thing. She's the one who really tells yeah. Moana, like, you know who you are. Believe in yourself. You can do this. Yeah. Um. But people are salty because Grandma Tala isn't named except in the credits. But I think she plays a significant enough role that it's okay. I agree. I think that her significance is much greater than that of... Grandma Fa in Mulan. Especially because yeah. she's the one who jumpstarts basically the entire plot line. I agree. So, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, if you took this character out, would the movie be the same? And absolutely not.
0: Yeah. Because she is the one. And she's, like, even the one who, like, shows Moana the ship. Yeah. Like, the cave with the ships. Mm-hmm. So...
1: Anyway, so, those yes. are my thoughts. Some people some people may disagree, and others in the comments of BechtelTest.com do not agree. But you know what?
0: This is our podcast. We get I to agree. decide. <laughs> and we agree. Yeah, so moving on. Frozen. And, of course, Frozen counts. There are multiple named women, <laughs> Anna and Elsa. The two main characters. Yeah, and they talk to... Um, each other about something other than a man primarily like the two primary characters are sisters who are very close growing up but become emotionally estranged and the film opens with them talking and spending time alone together as children and a major conversation between them as adults is key to the movie and it's fundamentally a movie about the connection between two women over the course of their lives over then like I'm gonna find a man now
1: that's Anna's that's Anna's motivation at the beginning but then towards the end it's like oh wait no that's not what's important what's important is getting my sister back and like you know so yeah yeah thanks user nessinos for explaining that yes i think it's perfectly explained by them
0: i do too okay so so what are some movies that don't pass the bechdel test honestly
1: there are some that i was kind of shocked about like there's some like pretty new movies that fail yeah like luca that came out two years ago last two years? 2020 or 2021 i thought it was 2021 oh shoot was oh no i think you're right it is 2021 just kidding just kidding just kidding it came out it is 2021 just okay it came out last year but yeah luca doesn't pass the only
0: named female no. is julia yeah that's crazy yeah I mean, there's the mom, but, like... Is Luca's mom not named?
1: I honestly can't remember if she's named or not. Luca's
0: mom. I don't know if she's named in the film, but she does have a name. Which is? Daniela.
1: Okay, I kind of remember the dad telling calling her Daniela.
0: But they never interact.
1: Yep. No, they don't. And... She interacts with the the grandmother, right? Is it the grandmother? Right? Isn't there a grandmother? Probably. They interact, but they're only talking
0: about Luca. Which is a man. Yeah. And the grandmother's not named. It's just grandma, whatever. Yeah. And she's not as major of a character like the other two grandmothers. Yeah.
1: No, that's a character that you could totally take out of the film and you'd never know. Yeah. Yeah but it doesn't even matter the only person they talk about is luca and julia never talks to either of
0: them so yep fail yep the next one that really surprised me mm-hmm. like extremely is big hero 6 from 2014 and there's many female characters that are named being honey lemon gogo and aunt cass but none of them talk to each other no they only talk Which to each like, other i thought i definitely thought gogo and honey lemon talk to each other but it's
1: about hero or like about the other guys it's yeah like oh that was a cool thing you just did or like how are you doing this even if it is how or like how did you how did you do that oh hero did blah 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 yeah right but i still think that like see this is a perfect example of where like the Bechtel test fails because like the because it's such a wonderfully feminist movie. Like, Honey Lemon, like, literally is a scientist, and she is sitting there punching the elements into these yeah, things. Yeah, I was about
0: to say, like, she's making, like, chemicals up and, like, mixing them. Off the top of her head. Like, off the top of her head in the middle of a battle. Yeah,
1: like, it's the periodic table. It's not, like, preset mixes no. that Hiro made. Like, she's coming up with these, like, off on the spot. Yeah. And, like, Gogo is, like, super strong and, like... Super strong character. You know, she's not the typical, like, girly, smiley, happy-go-lucky girl. Yeah. And Aunt Cass, single, single parent, who's a single adopted parent, you know? Yeah. Which, first time we've seen that. In a Disney Yeah. Film. So, see, this is, a, this is a prime example of where the Bechdel test doesn't
0: make up yes. for that kind of thing. So I'm noticing that the next three are Pixar. So four of the six are Pixar. Yep. Wow.
1: Yep. So the next one is uh, Finding Nemo from 2003. Um, Not Finding Dory. Finding Dory is fine. Just Finding Nemo. Um, But there are many females in this movie. Dory, Darla, and Deb slash
0: Flo. (laughs) What about the starfish? That's a guy. It's a guy? Yeah. I definitely thought it was a girl this entire, like... No, that's a guy. I think it's a guy. I think it's a guy.
1: Pause. Allison
0: Janney, um, voiced the starfish. Yeah, but also
1: a girl voiced
0: Flounder, so... True. She is a... Um she was purchased by the dentist is literally the second she line Okay. So in the Pixar fandom thing and her name is Peach.
1: I thought it, I always thought it was a guy. I did not think it was a girl. No, Piglet is a boy. Yeah, I know. Not Peach. No, I always thought Peach was a a boy. I never. Never mind then. <laughs> well, I mean, do they even really ever interact, though? I mean, they interact, no, I but I don't think so. they have a conversation about anything.
0: I don't think they have a conversation. Just the two of anything. them? No. Yeah. No, it's with everybody else. And the like only conversations, like Honey Lemon and Go Go, are
1: about Nemo. Yeah. Or when they're or Gil or the um or the dentist
0: or the dentist. Okay. So Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um the next one is also a Pixar movie. And there are two named women, and this is Ratatouille being Colette and Le Claire. Who's Lee Claire? Leclaire,
1: she's the she's the food critic, the first food
0: critic that comes.
1: Oh. The blonde lady who kind of looks like she kind of reminds me of um the silver haired girl from The Incredibles. Incredibles one, yeah, the one who like introduces Mister Incredible to the island. You know who I'm talking about? <gasps> yes, yes.
0: The Incredibles passes. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, but they do not talk to each other at all. In the no, film. they don't even they interact. The they don't even out. have a
1: scene together. No. No. So, next, another Pixar film up from 2009. Um. It's literally only Ellie. She is the only female character in this entire movie, and she dies in the first ten minutes. So, uh, yeah, that tells you that much. But I mean, I just I don't think this is what that story is about. I think it's much, you know, like I yeah. like we've said, it's not necessarily about that. The story is more about the grief of Carl and trying to fulfill her dream and their dream that they had together. So in a way, I mean, like he's trying to honor her. And it's not necessarily yeah. about that, you know. It's not necessarily about being. That's not the focus of it, right? Is about being,
0: yeah,
1: equal gender. And or then our
0: last film that does not pass the Bechdel test is *The Lion King* from 1994. And there are many female characters named, being Nala, Sarabi, and Shinzi, but they never interact. Well, Nala and Sarabi interact, but. Scar's but They there. talk about Simba, and Scar's there. Yeah, and they talk about Scar. Yeah, they're, they're
1: like, oh, "Where's Simba?" And she's like, "Oh, he's never coming back." And yeah. And yeah. Shenzi only talks to Ed and Bonsai, so yeah. Everybody loves Ed, though. So I think that's that's pretty much it. The last thing we got to talk about yeah. is some fandom news. There's a ton that's happened in the last like two days. <laughs> yeah, like seriously, tons. That's happened in the last two days.
0: Yes. Um. So Walt Disney World just announced that they increased prices on multi-day park hopper and park hopper plus tickets effective immediately. And new ticket prices for Walt Disney World can be found at disneyworld.disney.go.com. Of course they did. Of course. Of course they did. Licensing rights
1: are now available for Kinky Boots. Musical Theater International has acquired the licensing rights for the Tony Award-winning
0: musical. On February 15th, history was made. Brittany Johnson took her first bow as the first Black actor to play full-time as Glinda in Wicked on Broadway. woo Go her! Yeah. She's... uh, Oh, yeah.
1: World of Color projector houses have been installed at Paradise Bay Lagoon at Disney California
0: Adventure, so World of Color will be coming back soon. And on February 16th, Disney Weddings unveiled the Disney Fairytale Carriage at Disneyland Paris.
1: Very fancy. MCC Theater announces performers for 2022 miscast happening on April 4th. This event will honor Christine Bransky and feature performances from Uzu Abduba? Abduba? Yeah. Roel Esparza. Wow. Uh, Joshua Henry. Annika Noni-Rose, Jennifer Samard, Sky Dakota-Turner, and Erin Tveit.
0: And Disney reveals new details on entertainment offerings for their new ship, the Disney Wish. These include Olaf's Royal Practice, which will be an interactive musical experience for families with children ages 3 to 12. You can expect floral summer decor, summer treats and picnic fare, and gifts for the little ones such as plushies picnic blankets, and a custom Nordic-style mandolin. That's so cute! I know. <laughs> Luna Entertainment Hub Space, which will be a two-story LED wall, stage, and bar. And it will fe- be home to two live shows, including Villain Game Night, a game show where guests will answer questions amid the jeers and sneers of nefarious Disney foes, including Cruella de Vil, Gaston, Hades, Maleficent, and That sounds more. like
1: so much fun.
0: I know. And the Disney Wish is also putting guests in the spotlight with Disney Songbook, another new show that will let you belt out your favorite Disney songs while a camera crew puts your performance on the big screen.
1: Also fun. That sounds like a blast. We should go.
0: Yeah, we should go. Absolutely. I was like writing this down and I was like, okay, so this sounds like Gabby and I need to yeah, do this. Yeah, Absolutely.
1: A uh, big, big news for Disneyland in Anaheim. Mickey's Toontown will be closing on March 9th for reimagining. It's set to reopen in early 2023, along with Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, Gadget's Go Coaster, Goofy's House, and Donald's Boat will be reimagined as well, as well as we're not losing Roger Rabbit. It's staying right where it is, apparently.
0: Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I saw that and I was like, Why? So on February 20th, which is when we're recording it in two days, Jordan it's Fisher will birthday. play his final and also my <laughs> birthday. Um, Jordan Fisher will be playing his final performance as Evan um, Hansen in Dear Evan Hansen. And Zachary Noah Pizer will be taking over the role in Dear Evan Hansen. And this spring, the show will welcome back Ben Levi Ross as Evan and this summer Sam Prim- Primack will take over the role very nice encanto
1: composer lin-manuel miranda has pitched a concept for a disney theme park attraction based off the film to bob Chapek*. miranda recognizes that it's still very early to be discussing an attraction however if that becomes a reality miranda hopes that guests can quote go in and out of this casita and see those characters and see the house respond end quote
0: yes i found that i saw that and i was like Oh my that's pretty cool please we need this. let's be
1: honest bob chipek would never
0: no. no he wouldn't um star wars legend john williams has just been announced to come um come back to okay i'm gonna restart that <laughs> so star wars legend john williams has composed the obi-wan kenobi show theme song i cannot contain and my so excitement excited. oh my gosh i found that out that he was coming back to star wars and was like oh my god that's amazing really? <laughs> i know oh my gosh among other films legend but the article i was reading specifically said star wars legend john williams so
1: he also did jurassic park and that's all i can think Jazz? of off the top of my head i, I think jaws yeah
0: Talia Simone
1: Robinson will play the role of Zoe Murphy beginning in May. She is currently a Zoe slash Alana understudy and will be the first black actor to play the role of Zoe Murphy full time. Gabrielle. Karuba? 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 Sure. Sure. Karuba, who is currently playing the role on Broadway, will play her final performance on May 1st.
0: Yes. On February 14th, Netflix released the Bridgerton Season 2 official trailer and announced that the show will return on March 25th, 2022. Yes! I'm so excited. Also, I have one more
1: after our last one. Okay. Okay. This one I think is very exciting, (laughs) but Disney shareholders are currently trying to vote out Disney CEO Bob Chapek. Well, I thought he was Disney Parks CEO, not the whole company.
0: Yeah, I think he's Disney Parks CEO. But yes,
1: anyway, but so many people are very happy about this. There's a petition on Change.org. Go sign it if you'd like. I don't know what it'll do, but go for it, man. You know, Bob Chipek, out of here, man. <laughs> um, and my last one is that uh, the season four. Of Marvelous Miss Maisel Just dropped on Amazon yesterday
0: Which is February 17th 17th yes. So yeah I have never seen that show It's so good I know I need to watch it It's so good Okay if you watch
1: Miss Maisel I'll watch the Tangled series Okay I mean I should watch the Tangled series anyway
0: But (laughs) Yeah you should But Let's start it As soon as we finish, I just start watching the show. Okay, I have stuff to do today, so. (laughs) I technically have stuff I need to do, but it's fine. I have, like, probably two dozen, maybe three dozen cookies I have to make. I think just two. I need to be editing videos. I think I'm just going to make two dozen. Anyway,
1: shall we see these people in the outro?
0: Yeah, we should. Cool. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Fan Fatales. We are a proud part of the Real Fans Network.
1: That's right. There's a huge variety of shows to listen to, like Real Fans for Real Movies,
0: Holy Backcast, Disorder, Please Rewind, and many more. Join us next week where we will be talking about some theater icons like costumes and actors and actresses and everything else. Remember to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Please
1: leave us a review and comment down below to tell us what you thought of the show. Remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Fan Fatales Pod for the latest updates and to possibly be featured in a future episode.
0: Now, Emma, where can the people find you on social media? So my Instagram and TikTok are both at Sniffy Emma, which is S-N-I-P-P-Y-E-M-M-A. What about you, Gabs?
1: I'm at Gabby Gent on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. That's G-A-B-Y-J-E-N-T.
0: Our music is by our amazing friend, Maddie Macon. And our editing is by the wonderful Carol Lensmeyer. As always, thanks for tuning in. Bye.
1: Bye! The views expressed in this episode are expressly our own and do not reflect the brand or company they're about.